Hello and welcome to Beer Podcast. I'm Nivedita Varadarajan. India reinforced its commitment to a free, open and inclusive Pacific region when Prime Minister Narendra Modi addressed two conferences with leaders of East Asian nations earlier this week. What are the strengths of the relationship and what are the pressure points? And most importantly, where do the ties go from here? Let's put all of this in context. On Wednesday, Prime Minister Narendra Modi spoke at the East Asia Summit virtually. He talked about the need for building a resilient global value chain and the importance of having a free, open and inclusive Indo-Pacific region. In the summit, the leaders adopted three statements on mental health, economic recovery and sustainable recovery which have been co-sponsored by India. Modi also spoke about the need to establish a better balance between economy and ecology and to adopt a climate sustainable lifestyle. He also mentioned the 1 million dollar support that India provided to the ASEAN COVID-19 relief fund. On Thursday, the Prime Minister reaffirmed India's support and commitment to the region while speaking at the 18th ASEAN India Summit. He announced that the year 2022 would be celebrated as the ASEAN India friendship year to mark 30 years of the partnership why is all of this important well before we look into the future let's take a quick look at history you know that india and southeast asia have a civilizational connection but there was an upswing in economic and diplomatic engagement only in the late 90s that is after the collapse of the soviet union The government led by former prime minister Narasimha Rao kickstarted the look east policy and successive governments by former prime minister Atal Bihari Vajpayee and former prime minister Manmohan Singh leaned on it and increased engagement the policy was originally an economic one but it expanded to include strategic relations too pm modi built on this effort and put into place the act east policy with this The government is looking to promote economic, strategic and cultural relations with the Asia Pacific region. It makes sense for India to work more closely with the ASEAN nations, Japan, South Korea and Australia. All these nations have similar interests including countering the looming Chinese threat. This means that India will take a more proactive role in the region. One way to increase engagement is to increase trade and it has gone up over time. From over 76 billion dollars in 2014-15, it went all the way up to 96 billion dollars in 2018-19 before it fell to around 78 billion dollars in 2020-2021. But this is nowhere near the target of 200 billion dollars set for 2020. Even signing free trade agreements has proved to be difficult. India backed out of the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership in 2019 as it did not address India's concerns. India has an FTA with ASEAN, but there are some issues that need to be addressed. India has raised concerns about non-tariff restrictions faced by Indian exporters. Union Commerce Minister Piyush Goel has even called for the renegotiation of the FTA, which was operationalized in 2010. India has also invested in a number of connectivity projects in the region but many of them must stall due to various reasons India's act east policy is not about connecting with ASEAN alone there is also the bay of bengal initiative for multi sectoral technical and economic cooperation or the bimstec and the much hyped quad 
with the US, Australia and Japan. I have talked extensively about the quad in another podcast with Professor Harsh Pant of the ORF and you can listen to that to get a deeper understanding of the role of India in the quad. The link is in the description box below. India is stepping up its engagement with Australia and Japan on several issues. The nations are having separate 2 plus 2 meets. There's of course the quad and there's the ever increasing defense partnerships. So let's come back to Bimstek. It started in 1997 as the Bangladesh India Sri Lanka Thailand Economic Cooperation. It quickly added members and became Bimstek in 2004. Though the member nations have met many times and announced several projects, the progress is quite slow. Recently, the nations announced that they will collectively develop a strategy to finance the 126 billion dollar Bimstek master plan for transport connectivity. Foreign Secretary Harshvardhan Shringala said that the plan has 264 projects and it requires an investment of 126 billion dollars. from 2018 to 2028 we are already a couple of years into this project and yet the progress is slow again why is all of this important well there are two reasons the first reason is purely economical the government of india is pursuing its atmanirbhar bharat agenda to make india a manufacturing hub to become a manufacturing hub you will need investments technology and the market and india can get access to all of these from different nations in the indo pacific the second issue is the threat of china most nations in the region have territorial disputes with china some others signed up for china's obor project to develop their infrastructure but it did not go too well for them there have been many delays debts mounted and there were even been cases of environmental destruction then There have also been incidents of the now infamous Chinese debt trap diplomacy. The Chinese took control of 70% of Sri Lanka's Hambantota deep sea port for 99 years for 1.1 billion dollars. China has expanded its presence not only in Southeast Asia but also in areas where India is traditionally strong like South Asia and the Indian Ocean region. So it is understandable why India is focusing on the Indo-Pacific region. We have similar goals and threats and building on the relationship will be beneficial for both India and the region itself. However, there are some important issues like that of the FTA and the sluggishness in implementing infrastructure plans that must be resolved at the earliest to cement ties. Music